You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Annie. And I'm Stephanie. And we are going to be talking about an upcoming TV show called Killjoys, or at least upcoming as of this recording. Well, that's the purpose of this recording, is to sort of an introduction to the series, right? Yes. I have to say, though, since there's three of us and our show is called The Quad, I feel like we need to come up with something catchy de- dealing with, like, trio and quad. So be thinking, guys. Be thinking. But but the listeners are, are the, the fourth. The fourth element? Yes. Okay. So Killjoys. Killjoys, <laughs> Killjoys. Why are we excited about Killjoys? Because it has a great pedigree behind the, the show. Killjoys was created by Michelle Lavretta, who created Lost Girl. Yay! We like Lost Girl. Woohoo! It is produced by, by Temple Street, who is currently producing Orphan Black, which is another show we love. So, so we're excited. You mm-hmm. might actually know us from podcasts about those shows that we just mentioned. We <laughs> also host Drinks of the Doll, which is a Lost Girl podcast, and Chris and I host Tatiana is Everyone, which is an Orphan Black podcast. So if you like those shows and are not listening to podcasts about them, check those out. So basically, we felt obligated to podcast about Killjoys. Yeah, to at least check it out, say what we think, you know, give it a shot. But I must say, from the promotional material that's been released, I'm pretty excited about it, even if it wasn't, even if it didn't have that pedigree. That's fair. The promos look pretty good. There's also one of the main actors is Aaron Ashmore, who was on, he's been in a lot of things. He was on Lost Girl, which we were just talking about. He was on Warehouse 13, which I loved. Aaron Ashmore also in Veronica Mars. Yes. But I'm not familiar with the other two leads, or at least they're, I'm not familiar with their other work. Hannah John Kamen and Luke McFarlane. I'm excited about Hannah John Kamen. She's, I think, a relatively unknown actor. She has some credits on IMDb, not a ton. And I think most of it has been like video game work. So hmm. she doesn't and British have, shows. Yes, exactly. So she doesn't have a ton of of credits to her name. But I'm excited that this show has a lead who A is a woman and B is a woman of color. So that is something that also is making me excited about Killjoys. That's fair. I like it when you get to see new talent that you haven't seen and you know, you, it's exciting to see different actors come in that you don't know because you can just take the role as is and you don't have any expectations attached to it. Right. You don't think, oh, that's so-and-so, you know. From this show and his typecast mm-hmm. is this type again, so. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it's really cool when you, you have a relative, relatively unknown person and they turn out to be really amazing. Like, like, for example, a show like Orphan Black, they have a lot of actors who nobody had heard of before. And by the way, almost all of them really amazing. Mm-hmm. Very true. I like what I've seen of her in, in the promos. She's got an awesome voice. Probably why she got all that video game work. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so I thought we'd start out by maybe talking about the official premise of the show. I'll just read it. Killjoys follows a fun-loving, hard-living trio of interplanetary bounty hunters sworn to remain impartial as they chase deadly warrants throughout the Quad, a distant system on the brink of a bloody, multi-planetary class war. Nice announcer voice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But there's our trio. It's a trio of bounty hunters. So technically, we're the Killjoys, and we're in the Quad. It works. It works, guys. It works. I'll take your word for it, Stephanie. <laughs> and he's We're like, so similar care. to Bounty Hunters. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it before. Uh, I don't know. I have a knife or two. I don't think that makes me a Bounty Hunter. I'd rather 
I'd probably cut my own toe off before I got somebody else, so by accident. <laughs> I probably still have a Nerf gun lying around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a super soaker? I have a plastic Xenosword in Shock Room. That'll count. So I think, uh, to speaking for, for Chris and I, we are the, the Whedon fan representatives on this podcast. Annie is not a, a Joss Whedon fan. But I think for people who are Whedonites, people who are fans of Joss Whedon's work, you read this description, you hear this description, you think, oh, this show sounds like Firefly. Was that your initial reaction, Chris? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we have the space bounty hunters aspect and kind of this idea of a, a class war, but Firefly takes place after the class war. This sounds like it's taking place before the class war. But I, I'm interested how Killjoys will separate out and kind of prove to be its own show and not just like, oh, a show that's kind of like Firefly. Plus, there's the, like the elements of humor and the fact that there aren't any aliens. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities. <laughs> Stephanie gave, just I, gave the thumbs up to I gave, no aliens. Exactly. I gave the thumbs well, up to no aliens. I'm not an aliens person. I, I know. There's there's a lot of shows that have aliens where it's kind of weird, but I mean, it reminds me of a show with aliens, kind of reminds me of Farscape, where you have this band of outlaws, or just outside of the norm. And then within class wars, there's wars between peacekeepers and all these different factions of aliens, but I get excited when I hear about things like Killjoys. I'm also a Battlestar Galactica fan, so I'm all, ooh, space guns, ships, wars. <laughs> so if it's done well, it can really work well. Yeah, I'm a big Battlestar Galactica fan. I've strangely grown apart from space shows because I grew up on like Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff. Like I was a huge Star Trek Next Generation fan when I was a teenager. Next Gen, a little bit of Deep Space Nine, a little bit of Voyager. But I don't know, I, I sort of separated from it a little bit over the years. I don't know why, but, you know, I tried watching Battlestar Galactica and just kind of couldn't do it. It was the shaky cam. Chris yes, can't do shaky cam. Chris it's largely the shaky cam, but <laughs> not entirely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Never watched Stargate. Yeah, I haven't seen Stargate. I haven't seen Farscape, but maybe I'll get, maybe we'll try those on one day. Yeah. But I will say for, as far as like the Firefly comparison goes for this show, this crew of bounty hunters, they don't seem to be a distinct, separate, going their own way type of entity. It seems like they're working for a larger organization of bounty hunters from what the commercials were indicating. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's that they're bounty hunters, but apparently bounty hunters are part of official law enforcement. So I don't know. I, I don't fully understand yet. Hopefully we'll get that clarified more in the actual series. But they seem to be part of an entity, whereas the crew of the Serenity were very much going on their own and making their own way through the gal galaxy universe verse, as they say. They were criminals, essentially. Yes, they were criminals. But we like them anyway. Criminals with hearts of gold, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, noble criminals. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the cast. We, we mentioned Hannah John Kamen and how she's a relative newcomer. And here's how they have described her character. Uh, Hannah John Kamen stars as the gorgeous, complicated, and deadly Dutch. A top-lever killjoy, she's a much-loved and charming presence in her community with a unique gift for earning people's trust and respect regardless of their class. Under her banter and protective flirtations, there is a dark, secret past. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> Since we're talking about Dutch, can we talk about the promo they just released featuring Dutch? <laughs> And because it, it sort of ties, it. 
It well, sort of ties into this description. Well, the the promo itself, I think, is all footage I've seen before in the clips that have been Not released. Not all of it. There's a little bit that's new. But okay, but it's mostly things I'd seen before. What really, though, deserves comment is the narration. That's what I'm getting at, yes. Because it sort of goes along with some of this blurb that's written here about the character, because it made me cringe so hard. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be kind of cheesy and bad or if they thought it was good. Well, tell me about it. Uh, that's that's fair. <laughs> well, because it's like, what was it? The sugar and spice, but... Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, she says, you know, meat Dutch. She's sugar and spice, but nothing nice. <laughs> oh, God, and there's like a that. shot of her, like, taking off her clothes. And it's just <sighs> kind of like, this feels very targeted to a certain audience and it's not us my my groans <laughs> no no bounds no <sighs> see i i was more it wasn't the taking off her clothes part that made me go eye rolly it was well, just it wasn't the, it wasn't yeah. that either but it was the like, accompanied with nice. the narration <laughs> made it, it worse just such such cheesy narration such cheesy narration <laughs> oh, God. cheesy and face palmy so she is our is our lead. I think find it interesting that she has a gender neutral name. I don't know if that's a thing Michelle Loveretta does because on Lost Girl there's Bo, who's the lead, who is a woman, very gender neutral name, almost I would say more generally associated with men than women. The name Bo. That's probably fair. So I wonder if that's a thing because I think I'm blanking on his name. I'm, I want to say Brian Singer, but that's the director. But the guy who created Pushing Daisies, Wonderfalls. Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller. Thank you. He, at least for a while, had a thing where all of his female leads had boy names. Because there was George in Dead Like Me. There was Jay in Wonderfalls. And then there was Chuck in Pushing Daisies. I think in, in Hannibal Lecter, he might have broke the pattern. But that was kind of like a, a little trademark of his. Well, to be fair, Hannibal wasn't his characters, but they exactly. did they did take a character that was a man in the originals and they turned it into a woman. But I'm wondering if that's something that Michelle Lavretta's maybe making a thing for her as having a female lead character with a gender neutral name. And then we have Aaron Ashmore's character, who is named John Jacobus, I'm gonna say, or John Jacoby. I'm not sure if we pronounce the S or not, since it is a Canadian show. Who's described as a peacemaker who hates conflict. That's Usually goes hand in hand for peacemakers. Cheerful and kind hearted, John prefers not to fight, but his sarcastic wit has put him into the fray enough over the years to teach him how to do it well and dirty. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. That fits for him. Kind of like a, sounds like a kind hearted badass. I don't know. It sounds like an oxymoron, but I, I just. He's got very kind eyes. Yeah. So. He has that kind of face. So I'm like. Mm -hmm. It does sound vaguely reminiscent of his character on Warehouse 13. Oh, he was also on Smallville. Did we mention that? No. He played Jimmy right. Olsen on Smallville. That was another role that a lot of people might have seen him in. He's really carved out a niche for himself in genre work in the, in the past few yes. years, it seems like. I think there was some quote from him at a recent convention where he was saying something like, you know, why would anybody do anything other than science fiction? And then finally, we have Luke McFarlane, who stars as... Davin, I'm going to go with, D-A-V-I-N, a handsome, rugged, sarcastic, and incredibly loyal former soldier. He dreamed of enlisting in the military since boyhood, and his hard-won expertise and tactics, maneuvers, and hand-to-hand -hand combat make him an instant asset to the Killjoy team. I'm having fun with it, okay? <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. 
I didn't recognize a lot of his credits, but he did have a pretty significant role on Brothers and Sisters. Did either of you watch that? No. no. Okay, I I found out, and this he gets he gets points for me for this, but he played the husband of one of the brothers on the show. For the there was a character on the show who was gay, and he played his husband, boyfriend, and then husband. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know his work, Luke McFarlane, but points for for playing a queer character, but previously. So there you go. Yeah, I'm curious because Lost Girl has been such a a show for the the LGBT community, kind of surprisingly so. And I'm curious if that's also going to be an element in this series as well, or if certainly from the description, it doesn't sound like it'll be prominent, but I'm wondering if it'll be there. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's always exciting to watch a new show like this that does the world building and creates a whole new universe. So that's what I'm looking forward to, is to see how this plays out and how it gets explained in the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is definitely a world building show because they're they are based in a little section of the of the galaxy, the universe called the Quad. We have these different entities that are going to be prominent on the show, so it's definitely a world building show. They're not just like floating in space out by Jupiter. It's it's definitely going to be a lot of world building and storytelling about this particular world that they're in. Galaxy. Yeah, I'm not sure what to call it. I don't know why, but I'm having trouble today. Because now I'm like, are those different things? My space knowledge is so poor. So, so poor. I don't know about you guys, but the the phrase, the quad, made me immediately think of Star Trek Voyager and the Delta Quadrant. Because I am a nerd. No, my, my brain did not go there, but I've seen only a handful of Star Trek Voyager episodes. Did you watch Voyager, Annie? No. Just the quad makes me think of my ATM card. See, and it makes it's me think of my quad thigh. card. Oh. <laughs> It makes you think of what? My thigh. Quadricep muscles. Oh. Oh, my quads. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to think about my thighs. They're too big. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of personal info going out I in know, this introductory I episode, know. I feel yes. like. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as promotional material that has been released about the show, we've had a trailer, which is pretty fun. There's some good little quippy jokes in there. I think there's also a TV spot that's like slightly different than the promo trailer. As in, it has different material or just a different edit? Both. Okay. Because <laughs> it's mostly the stuff in the full trailer, but then there's like a little scene or like a snippet of a scene or two, like a shot or two that are different. Because it ends on some quip about, uh, anyway, <laughs> it ends on a, it ends on like a different quip that isn't in the original trailer. Okay. I haven't seen that one. But the trailer is definitely viewable online. We'll put links to that over in the show notes for this episode. And we've also gotten a clip that was released to io9, which is probably from the first episode, maybe from the first couple of episodes, of John and Davin taking some fire from some dudes, and then Dutch strolls in all badass and throws her necklace onto the ground, which turns into these little spidery things, which then explode and save their bub. Those little spidery things reminded me of the, the things in Minority Report. Oh, those are creepy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I thought the you know, the effects were pretty good there. And then mm-hmm. we got we got some some bum kicking action, some ass kicking action. I could say ass, some ass kicking. But I thought that was a pretty nice choreographed little action scene. And then it ended with Davin giving Dutch this like 
your awesome and beautiful look on his face. <laughs> as she walks away in as slow she- <laughs> motion and turns and looks over her shoulder at him. Yes. <laughs> Which really, who, who could blame him? She's attractive and just did badass things. That's fair. Creepy spiders. In a dress. In a dress. In a dress. Oh, that, Do you think it would be yeah. harder or easier to fight in a dress? I think it would be harder. 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 Yeah. I, I do want to mention all of the video clips that we've mentioned are on our Tumblr page, killjoyspodcast.tumblr.com. There's also a Q, a Q&A panel with a few people, including uh, Michelle Avretta and Aaron Ashmore from uh, a few months ago. And that is uh, we have that clip that's viewable as well. And we will post a link to that, too. But like Chris mentioned, we are getting up on social media. Where are, where are we at, Chris? We're, we're at Killjoy's Podcast, all one word, dot Tumblr dot com. Or if you're on Tumblr, you could just search Killjoy's Podcast and find us. So we're also Killjoy's Podcast on Twitter. And we're also at AskGenreTV.com slash Killjoy's. So links to what to the clips that we mentioned will be over on our website there, AskGenreTV.com slash Killjoy's. We hope you enjoyed this introductory episode of the podcast. Look for new episodes soon in which we will be discussing the episodes of the TV show, which will premiere on June 19th on Sci-Fi. And we'll see you in the quad. <laughs>